0: Coming up on Golf Today, in many ways, the rise of John Rahm started one year ago in Mexico. He's been on a global tear since. But can he keep on winning majors and finish the year as the number one player in the world? And speaking of global, a new golf tour comes to the Western Hemisphere starting in 2024. Tournaments in Latin America, Canada, and the U.S. Are you chasing the dream? We have details coming up. And Scott Gachewski has been chasing sunsets for decades, and it all paid off on Sunday on the Corn Ferry Tour, inspired by his family. We chat with great Scott next on Golf Today. Golf Today. Today on a Tuesday, Damon Hack alongside Eamon Lynch, Golf Week magazine. Tell you what, lots going on the last couple of years in this game. We have more news
1: regarding the professional game today. Yeah, we've seen a lot of shape-shifting of the landscape in professional golf, particularly in the major leagues over the last couple of years. Now we're actually seeing it today in the minor leagues as well. Mm, Let's
0: get right to it. Significant indeed. Today, the PGA Tour announcing that PGA Tour Latino America and pga tour canada will merge into a singular tour to form pga tour americas which will begin play in february of next year now pga tour americas will consist of 16 events contested over a latin america and north america swing the top 10 finishers on the season long points list will earn corn fairy tour membership for the following season some more performance benefits top 10 finishers from season long points list receive exempt corn fairy tour card the top two finishers from Latin America swing received conditional corn ferry tour card and the top three finishers from North America swing received conditional corn ferry tour card and wait. There's more additional benefits. The top 10 finishers on the PGA Tour America's points list. The top two finishers in the Latin America swing and the top three finishers in the North America swing will earn exemptions to final stage of PGA Tour Q school. Finishers 11 through 25 on the PGA Tour America's points list sweep 3-10 from the Latin America Swing and finishes 4-10 through 10 from the North America Swing will earn exemptions to the second stage of PGA Tour Q School and all remaining PGA Tour America's members will earn exemptions to the first stage of PGA Tour Q School. Right now, we are joined by the president of the Corn Ferry Tour, Alex Baldwin. Alex, it's great to see you and it's a lot to take in. How did this new tour all come together?
2: Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to see you as well. Um, It has been a very thoughtful process and we've really looked holistically really at the PGA Tour ecosystem and thought about how to best serve our members, our partners and really our fans. And these tours, both in Latin America and Canada, have been, you know, fantastic in providing our players just the experience um, and the time and the developmental process that they needed. And we've seen great players ascend Um, And just have have really seen now an opportunity to take the absolute best of the best um, from each of these regions and create one singular tour um, that will provide that opportunity and access, that mobility for our players, Um, create that incentive um, with those 10 Corn Ferry Tour exempt cards, Um, and really, again, showcasing the best in the regions and attracting the best players in the world on their journey to, to reaching the PGA Tour.
1: Alex, you know that a lot of your members are always very alert to the idea of playing opportunities and whether they're being increased or decreased. Right now, the Latino America Tour has 12 tournaments. The Canadian Tour has 10 for a total of 22. This is a 16-tournament season now. Does it represent in any way a reduction in opportunities for guys to make that pathway ultimately to the Corn Ferry Tour and onto the PGA Tour?
2: Well, if you, you think about it, Amen. Many times, you know, there's not many guys that can play both just because of the timing and the overlap. So, in many respects, you'll have guys who have played on Latin now will have an additional um, events to be able to compete in, and it also allows us, you know, we, we with our graduates from Latin America in June. Haven't had a place to play, kind of over those summer months, and have had that extended period before they are ready to to tee it up on the Corn Ferry Tour in January. So the goal of this really is to extend right those playing opportunities, keep these players currently competitive, sharpening their game, getting better, um, so that you know they're ready come January of that Corn Ferry Tour season to really compete at a high level.
0: Alex, I would imagine it's hard to run a lot of far flung. Tours, let alone just a PGA Tour or a Corn Ferry Tour, just from a logistics standpoint, maybe a cost standpoint as well. How much does this new tour kind of simplify and streamline things for the PGA Tour?
2: Yeah, that's also it was a big part of the thought process, right? How do we bring in together and, and really maximize the strength of our teams? Um, we've operated these tours independently, and now it's a, it's an opportunity to really centralize the business, create more efficiencies, um, streamline, and really also just some fluidity between our staff so that as you're working your way through the system, um, you build relationships and connectivity, whether it's with our rules staff or communications team or our player relations folks. So we all become part of that journey at at, at various stages. So yes, absolutely tremendous opportunity to gain efficiencies, but also deeper engagement um, through each each of the stages of a player's journey.
1: Alex, the current purse level on the Latino America tours is about $175,000 per tournament. Do you anticipate overall that the purses are going to remain flat? Are they going to increase when the PGA Tour Americas is launched?
2: So, you know, Amen, again, this is a big part of kind of the, the work that we are going to do over the course of the next sort of 60 to 90 days. And we wanted to kind of share the announcement and the plan for the merger and begin to kind of provide people more context around the eligibility and certainly putting a significant amount of focus around um, and attention to kind of those 15 cards, those up to 15 Corn Ferry Tour cards. Um, but as we really think about kind of where we're playing as we thought kind of the the markets where we are we will give a lot of thought um also from a, from a purse level perspective and we'll share that um once we announce the schedule in september
1: one of the more interesting aspects of this is the the leapfrogging into final stage of pga tour of Cusco. that represents a fairly big opportunity for somebody who might have a hot hand that week because there is the potential to entirely skip the corn ferry tour cycle and make it directly to the pga tour right
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we will be announcing at the end of May kind of the comprehensive benefits um, and eligibility for PGA Tour Q School. Uh, There will be incentives um, at different stages. We're going to be creating other benefit opportunities. So for example, uh, if you win a first stage of qualifying school, you will automatically earn status on PGA Tour Americas. Um, you know, subsequently, if you win a second stage of PGA Tour Q-School, you'll you'll earn status onto the Corn Ferry Tour. So it will kind of provide new storylines, new opportunities, um, and it's one Q-School. So again, another area in which we're going to try and truly streamline. So in lieu of having a Canada Q-School and a Latin Q-School, we're going to have one centralized Q school that will help us and will, will really be that identifier um, for the forthcoming season on PJ Tour, Corn Ferry Tour, as well as America. So, really excited about more information to be shared about that.
0: Alex, one thing we've heard quite a bit over the last year plus is strengthening the pipeline, usually, in discussions about PJ Tour University or the strategic alliance with the DP World Tour. In what ways does this new tour strengthen the PGA Tour pipeline against rival tours like Liv, who've shown a strong interest in recruiting players from Latin America?
2: Oh, it's critical. Absolutely. Right. We have to provide that opportunity, that engagement, that touch point at every level of a player's career. And this, again, yes, has absolutely been designed in a way to strengthen our pipeline, to provide kind of those incentives, um, provide that support, provide that experience, that competitive standard that will ultimately help identify and define the best players in the world. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's about that opportunity and that experience because when these guys graduate, once they leave, whether it's the Corn Ferry Tour or PGA Tour Americas to get to the PGA Tour, we want them ready. We want them battle tested. We want them to compete at a high level immediately. You um, guys know there's a lot at stake today. And so the more that we can do to prepare our membership, you know, ultimately that, that, that will bring us all, you know, greater success and, and, and certainly excitement and storylines.
1: There are a lot of long gaps between tournaments in in the current schedule, particularly the Latino America Tour now, Alex, which makes it, I assume, very difficult for players to gain some kind of momentum through the season. How much of this is going to result in an adequately paced schedule that allows for the climate in the different regions that you're playing in, but gives some consistency to players who can actually get out there and try to build momentum?
2: Yes, absolutely. The intent is to, to create kind of that... Um, consistent cadence, if you will, um, to to be able to balance A, the travel, the cost, the rest, the recovery that these players need, but also kind of the momentum, right, that needs to be gained playing consistently. So a lot of thought will go into how we pair tournaments up, where we're playing. Um, We are covering quite a bit of geography. So yes, there will be travel. And that is part of kind of the experience of, of being a professional golfer. So um, we are committed to, to providing a, a strong schedule that will provide the competitive test, but also kind of the experience and, and ease, if you will, um, to, to help achieve success.
0: Alex, the players obviously are the ones who are, are competing and living the lifestyle. How much were they brought into the room in discussions about PGA Tour Americas?
2: So spent quite a bit of time with our pack, our Cord Ferry Tour pack, and several um members who have graduated from the international tours. Uh, and they've all been incredibly supportive. I think the um the experience and the memories, you know, I, I saw some quotes from Joel Damon um about his kind of reaction and feedback and these are really formative times, and it's it's a moment that you can't get back in many ways, right? Um, so having the players engaged in this process has been very, very important and really grateful um, for the suggestions that they made and kind of the guidance they helped us um, with to, to be able to get to today and, and this announcement.
1: We all know players have great memories of earlier times in their career, Alex, but typically they don't tend to want to see a lot of investment or work put into the rungs below them on the ladder. How much persuasion has been necessary to to the membership to tell them that this is the correct way to move forward in terms of the pipeline to the PGA Tour, that it's not in any way diminishing the tour they're currently playing on?
2: Oh, I'm none at all. I mean, we've gotten tremendous support. I think um, they all... There's certainly a recognition of kind of the shoes, the steps that have been walked um, before them, and, and the support really has been unwavering. So I'm, I'm grateful for that.
0: Alex, is a fascinating development and a very interesting move for the PGA Tour. We're looking forward to 2024, and we appreciate the time today.
2: Thank you so much, gentlemen. Have a great rest of the day and appreciate your help getting uh, the news out for us. Thank you.
0: It's Alex Baldwin, president of the Corn Ferry Tour. Your, your thoughts? This is going to be a new look and a new step
1: for the PGA Tour and its kind of feeder tours, as it were. It is, and it's going to give some kind of consistency and momentum to players because the, the Latin American Tour pretty much winds up By summer, the Canadian Tour doesn't really kick off until June. There's a possibility when you move between climates that you're going to play a consistent 16-tour season. The money underpinning it will be interesting, and that's where a lot of the argument might come in. It's never going to be deemed too lavish, Mm. a tour, because there's this mentality you want to keep players hungry, even on the Corn Ferry Tour, much less getting them to the PGA Tour. But Mitch Meisner was the leading money winner on the Latin American Tour last year with $44,000. And Will Bateman was a leader in the Canadian Tour with $119,000. You add in the costs of playing those tournaments, and both of those guys were, I guarantee you, losing money last year. So it is going to be interesting to see, as Alex pointed out, over the next 60, 90 days, what happens in terms of the the purse sizes and 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 the cadence of the money that exists out there. None of them are going to get rich. None of them are there for multiple years. They don't want to be there for years. They're not interested in defending titles on this tour. They're interested in leapfrogging to the next one, but to me, the most interesting aspect of it is the potential to, for those top 10 points finishers to get all the way to the final stage of PGA Tour at School, because then you're just one week on a hot hand away from making it to the big show.
0: Yeah, no one wants to be Crash Davis, the all-time home runs leader in minor league baseball, but I think one reason that players lose money in these lower you know, tours, as it were, is because of the schedule being so far flung. You talked to LPGA players as well, and we've talked about the The schedule that they play, and when you're playing in Asia, and then you're in Florida, and then you're in who knows where, I think at least the consistency of a Latin America swing and a North America swing, I'll be excited to see what the schedule actually looks like, and a lot of details we'll learn in the months to come. But one reason why, you know, fledgling professional golfers and those that are chasing the dream lose money is because of the travel. It can be very difficult. You're not making much money in, in prize money, and you're also spending money on flights, hotels, and travel. So if there is a way to consolidate the schedule, as they sound like they will do, that could be a cost-benefit for them.
1: And isn't that the reality, though, I suppose, of minor league sports is you're not guaranteed a living. In fact, in a way, you're almost encouraged not to to make a living there, to try to make you hungrier, to get on to the the upper-level tours. It's easy to say that from a distance. It's very different when you're out there grinding. I mean, we're going to talk to Scott Kaczewski in the show later. And, you know, he played the Prairie Tour, the Hooters Tour, you know, the Tight Lies Tour back in the day. He's been everywhere Mm. in this game. And a lot of the guys who are out there on the Latino-American Tour now, on the Canadian Tour now, that they're all looking in the same direction, which is the PGA Tour and what the pathway is to get there. There's a little more clarity in what that pathway is now with one unified tour than it was between trying to figure your way out of the Canadian Tour or the Latino-America Tour then into the Corn Ferry Tour and, you know, take your chances in that kind of Hunger Games setup that exists out there.
0: They're not going to make anywhere near the money that, the, that live golfers are being offered, but do you see this in any way? And I asked Alex the question, is this presenting a bulwark uh, to a certain extent... To the the you know infiltration, as it were, the recruiting of players from Latin America to the Live Golf Series.
1: I think it's a domino in that, in that kind of argument. I don't really see it having a direct relationship, since you know Greg Norman, by his own admission, only has 48 slots on on the Live Golf Tour. They're all taken. Yeah. And several prominent Latin American players went there, um, like Neiman and Munoz, Pereira, but. This one is kind of aimed more at, I suppose, that college pipeline. Grassroots level. Where they go from there. And the PGA Tour University is designed to do very much the same thing. And the reality is the top players in that PGA Tour University rankings are much more likely to find their way a little easier onto the Corn Ferry Tour Mm. than than onto this PGA Tour Americas. But it is another pipeline. And for what was a, a lot of disparate strands of how you get... To the big show it's kind of been moved into one funnel now that at least has some kind of clarity to it and you don't actually have to be the best player on the tour to get into the next level there are levels at which you can perform and then advance and to me again i think the big thing is the the final stage of q school because that's where sort of dreams go to get made and die
0: yes indeed a new era begins in february of next year 20. 24. Some details still to be worked out, but the performance benefits as listed here. Top 10 finishers from the season-long points list receive exempt Corn Fairy Tour status. Top 2 finishers from Latin America Swing receive conditional Corn Fairy Tour card. And the top 3 finishers from the North America Swing receive conditional Corn Fairy Tour card. 15 Corn Fairy Tour cards available.
3: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you, if you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort.
4: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed?
0: Golf Central Update, brought to you by Callaway Golf. Back on Golf Today, Laurel Valley Golf Club Pennsylvania will host the 27th Arnold Palmer Cup matches June 8th through the 10th. It's a Ryder Cup-style competition featuring men's and women's college golfers from the U.S. versus their international counterparts. And today we are announcing the teams. And I'm talking about strong stock. This is six from the rankings list on the men's side. Six college studs. Gordon Sargent, we saw him at the Masters, Vandy anchored down. Preston Summerhays, golf family royalty from ASU. Ben James, six foot two freshman, thriving at Virginia. Won his college debut, the stream song Invitational. Then five committee selections and a coach's pick as well. Caleb Surratt, by the way, just won the SEC championship as a freshman at Tennessee. First freshman to do so since Justin Thomas. Now, all these players received some love from another past member of the U.S. team.
5: Hey guys, Justin Sa here. Just want to congratulate everyone for competing in the Arnold Palmer Cup this year. Um, I know I have a lot of great memories from my Palmer Cup experience. And I know we built a lot of great relationships with everyone who competed on both the USA and international team. Um, hope you guys have a great week. Good luck to everyone and enjoy every second of it. See you guys.
0: Nice adjusting to do that and David Ford sophomore at the University of North Carolina joins us now congratulations David there's always something to play for in golf a lower scoring average more fairways hit a team to make what are you most excited about in being a part of this U.S. team?
5: Yeah I've never I've never represented my country before um, so I think just getting a chance to um, be around a, a bunch of other uh, young men and ladies who uh, who want to win for our country um and i'm just really excited to be to have that team atmosphere uh in a in a golf competition
1: what's it going to be like david in terms of partnering with women in foursomes four ball matches as well because it is a co-ed tournament unlike anything else that exists in the professional game or the college game
5: yeah i'm i've played a little bit um of i guess mixed foursomes with um my girlfriend down at the the Wyndham cup in 2021 but um, that was a long time ago, and I'm not, I'm not too experienced um, with, I guess, just playing mixed foursomes, but um, it's something I'm really excited for and uh, definitely open to learning more about for the team competition.
0: David, I read you're like a ping-pong devotee. Ping-pong is a big staple of team golf events. How would you describe your game in case there's a table there? Your left-handed swing, or are you pict- I'm picturing serves out wide to the righty backhand. You know, What's your, your ping-pong game like?
5: Yeah, I can serve it both ways. Uh, I got left spin and right spin, underspin, overspin, spin. But I'm uh, I'm number two to Austin Greaser, and he's going to be on the Palmer Cup team as well. So he's uh, he's got my number on the ping pong table. So I'm sure that if there is a table there, then he's going to be the one that's winning.
1: <laughs> David, you haven't finished worse than seventh in your last eight college events. I know you've got youth on your side right now, but is this the best golf you've ever played?
5: Yes, definitely. Um, I feel like I've kind of hit a stride the last uh, six months, six or seven months, and um, had a good idea of where my golf swing is. And my swing coach back home, my coaches here at North Carolina, all my teammates have done a really amazing job of kind of just building me up and um, giving me more confidence when I am playing well. And um, I think I've had a really good just support system and uh, people to guide me along the last six or seven months and been very thankful to um, get the results that I want.
0: David, your bio says your favorite food is a chicken sandwich. I need more information. Baked, fried, barbecue, pickles, no pickles. What's your perfect chicken sandwich?
5: Uh, so I love Bojangles. Uh, it's definitely the best chicken sandwich place. I, I tend to eat healthy, but when I'm on the road, I go to Bojangles. Um, and its I've tried a bunch of different chicken sandwiches. I think I've tried uh, all the fast food chains. But um, I love the, the spice that Bojangles chicken sandwiches have and Sometimes I'll throw buffalo sauce if I'm, uh, if I'm making one back home.
1: I can tell where his mind is today on ping pong and food. I'm, I'm going to stick it to golf <laughs> right now, David, for a moment. You just saw this news that came out earlier about the PGA Tour Latino America and Canadian Tour being merged into one tour, the PGA Tour Americas. How much attention do you pay to those potential pathways that could be very relevant to you a couple of years from now?
5: Yeah, I actually um, just heard about it when I was uh, when I was watching Golf Channel like 10 minutes ago, so I was in class earlier today, so I didn't hear much about it, but I think the world of golf, um, and especially for the young people, all the opportunities that we've been presented uh, past the tour, just a lot more help um, from the PGA Tour, I think it's all amazing for us as amateurs, but um, I think it doesn't change uh, what we are trying to do in the game of golf, which is get better every day um, and and really just take in the journey of playing professional golf. Um, So the opportunities are amazing and it it changes the the whole landscape of how we see the professional world of golf. But um, at the end of the day, for me, especially being a sophomore, uh, I'm just trying to golf my ball at the next event and um, kind of focus on what I can do for the team.
0: David, glad you were watching Golf Channel. Earlier, I hope the hosts did a good job explaining PGA Tour America. So much available to the high-level college player in terms of tournaments and national teams. Just how are you balancing everything compared to your AJGA days? Yeah, it's definitely different.
5: Um, a lot more, a lot more noise, I'd say, in college golf. A lot of, uh, a little bit of agent involvement. Um, just things that you don't really have in junior golf, kind of come at you in amateur and college golf. And I'm extremely blessed to have two coaches at UNC who are. Two of my really good friends, um, and they're honest with me. They support me. uh, They help me when I need to be helped. But um, everything that they do, Andrew DiBetetto and Matt Clark, is to keep my mind off of the noise, uh, off of the rankings, and um, just to play golf. So they do an amazing job of kind of just supporting me and teaching me in that aspect.
0: Well, David, great golf and great ping pong in your future. Congratulations on making the Palmer Cup team. Thank you, guys.
1: Well, now we go to the women's side of the Arnold Palmer Cup team for the United States. The six automatic qualifiers led by Rachel Keeney. There are five committee picks, including our colleague Emilia Migliaccio and Amari Avery as the coaches pick in here. And a little shout out from a past U.S. team member.
3: My name is Julia Johnson, and I just wanted to reach out and congratulate all the players that were chosen to compete in this year's Arnold Palmer Cup. I was fortunate enough to get chosen for this team twice, and some of the best memories I ever had playing golf were participating in the Arnold Palmer Cup. I played at Bay Hill, played at Rich Harvest Farms, and we were fortunate enough to get the win at Rich Harvest. And I just learned so much from my playing competitors that week, from my teammates, from my coaches. Is one of the best weeks I've ever had on the golf course, and I know that all of you are so excited to get out there to Laurel Valley and compete yourselves. You're playing against the best players in the world, and I just wish you the best of luck and have a great week.
1: We're pleased to be joined now by Auburn senior Megan Schofield, who's on this Palmer Cup team, not for the first time. Megan, you just finished second in the SEC Championship. Now you're on the Palmer Cup team. Life has got to be pretty good in your golf world right now.
3: Yeah, everything's going pretty well. Um, just preparing for regionals, which is a very stressful week, but everything's gone really well the last month.
0: Megan, you've been on this team before. What's the most fun aspect of this team competition in your mind?
3: I think just getting to play with a bunch of really good men and women. Um, playing mixed foursomes and four balls is something that you don't get to do much, so I think it's always really awesome to get to play with a guy and see – how they play and how different the men's and women's game is.
1: How tough a transition is that when you're playing mixed golf events versus what you're accustomed to in the college game on a week to week basis?
3: It's super different. Guys are really aggressive and I think a lot of women kind of play a little bit more conservative and think their way through the course. Um, So it's very different, but it's also really fun to get to do.
0: Megan, the assumption would be that you grew up with a lot of these young players, shared junior events. In what ways have you truly grown up together?
3: I mean, most of these people on uh, the U.S. team I've played a ton of AJGAs with. So you just get to see these people from the time you're 14, 15, probably once a month. So you get to know them really well. So it's always really fun to get to play with them again on a team.
1: You just played in your third Augusta National Women's Amateur as well, Megan, and you'd missed the cut the first two times. This time, you finished 14th. What was it like to play a meaningful competitive round at Augusta National? You even went four under on the first nine, I believe, that day.
3: Yeah, it it was a great experience. I mean, I honestly feel like you can't put it into words how incredible it was to get to play in a competitive round out there. But... I was just really happy to finally make the cut because Champions Retreat is a really tough golf course, and that's—it's really—it's a great field. Obviously, it's the best field in amateur golf, so it's just a tough cut to make. I mean, you're playing against the best women golfers in the world. So,
0: what's the best shot you hit at Augusta National Golf Club?
3: I would say my shot on the ninth hole, my which was my finishing hole. I hit it to three feet. I almost hold out. So that was a really good way to finish the round.
1: I know he was just trying to tee you up there so you could ask what was the best shot he hit (laughs) when he was there, Megan. So thanks for not actually playing along with that. (laughs) What does your pathway look like in the game over the next couple of years in terms of where you see your career moving forward?
3: I'm going to return to Auburn for my fifth year and play my last year of collegiate golf. And then... My plans are to go to Q School in the fall of 2024.
0: Well, Megan, a long career is in your future. Congratulations on this accomplishment again. Enjoy it, and we'll speak to you down the road. Thanks so much. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. We're going to announce the international teams for the 27th Arnold Palmer Cup matches right after this break.
4: betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keepitfunohio.com for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand
0: there are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home to move closer to family live within a smaller budget or just wanting a change of scenery Welcome back to Golf Today. Laurel Valley Golf Club, Pennsylvania, will host the 27th Arnold Palmer Cup matches June 2023. The Ryder Cup-style competition features men's and women's college golfers from the U.S. versus their international counterparts. So once again, June 8th through the 10th. And today we're announcing the teams just did the U.S. team. How about the international squad? You see the automatic qualifiers, six of them from the rankings, then five committee selections, one coaches pick international players getting it done in college a lot of strong players they've been winning this competition quite a bit of late now the captain of the European Ryder Cup team Luke Donald with some sage advice.
6: Hey everyone just wanted to wish everyone the best of luck and hope you have a great week at this year's Palmer Cup at Laurel Valley. Uh, I played two myself and every team event that I've played. I'm getting so much out of it. It's, it's one of the best experiences you can go through. We all want to build our individual records, of course, but being a part of a team, I've had most of my cherished moments in that team aspect. So enjoy the week, um, have fun, and play to play great. Good luck for me.
0: Play to play great. I love that. Georgia Tech's Christo Lampreck joins us now. Christo, how would you describe the honor of competing for the international team, a team that's done very well of late against the United States?
7: Um, It's such a great honour. I mean, last year was I had the privilege of uh, being on the team last year. Um, It was just so amazing, and uh, it was pretty much the highlight of my year.
1: You won three or four matches in that Palmer Cup last year, Christo. How did that team environment compare with what you're accustomed to on a week-to-week basis in college?
7: Um, I mean, getting a group from people all around the country um, and all around the world, obviously, being on an international team. um, It's so amazing, um, and... It you're just playing for something bigger than yourself, and Mr. Arnold Palmer, um, obviously behind the whole thing in the tournament, um, it's something so special.
0: Speaking of bigger than yourself, uh, Crystal, I've read you're like six foot eight. How did some South African basketball coach not get his hooks into you, put you into a gym, give you a basketball, and lock the door?
7: I get that question more than you think. Um, Yeah, so no, it's uh, unfortunately basketball is not a very popular sport in uh, South Africa. So I never got my hooks into it from a young age, played pretty much every other sport. Um, But yeah, I fell in love with golf instantly. So uh, basketball has not seen me yet.
1: (laughs) You recently beat Gordon Sargent, one of obviously the top amateurs in the country in in a tournament. That's got to really boost and elevate your confidence as you head into the meat of the college season here.
7: Yeah, I mean, Gordon's uh, one of the best players in college golf. We all know that. Um, his game is so good all around. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've kind of been hitting some form and I'm playing some really solid golf and liking where my game's heading. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're ready, ready to go.
0: Speaking of growing up in South Africa, how much have you been impacted by the legacy of South African golf, Gary Player, Ernie, Goose, Trevor, and onwards? Wow.
7: Uh, yeah, South Africa's tradition in golf has been uh, pretty immense over the last... Um, so many years um but yeah no I, i've had some privilege um growing up alongside uh, louis west and being in his golf academy and he's taught me so many things over the years and uh, it's just amazing
1: christopher you were recently named a semi-finalist for the ben hogan award with a lot of the top college golfers in the country what what an accolade like that mean to you at this stage of your life
7: yeah, I mean, as a golfer, we kind of play on a day-to-day basis and a round-around basis. But having a being a semifinalist of an award, that um, prestige um, is really it, it. Kind of gives a feedback to what you're doing is right. And um, yeah, it's really really great to be in nomination for it.
0: Krista, what attracted you to Georgia Tech in the first place? David Duval, Charlie Reimer. What brought you down to Atlanta?
7: Uh, I mean, obviously Georgia Tech's got an amazing history and the program has just um, kind of delivered so many good players over the years. But um, I think the head coach here, Bruce Hepler, um, he had kind of a, um, a mission um, down in South Africa when he was younger. And I guess he just kind of knew where I came from, knew my culture, and that, that meant a lot to me.
0: Crystal, it's always time to pick up the basketball. Until then, enjoy the golf. Congratulations and thanks for your time today.
1: Thank you for having me. Appreciate you guys. Now we move on to the women's team on the international side of the Palmer Cup. Nine countries are represented here, led off by Julia Lopez Ramirez representing Spain. And here is a little word of encouragement from another Northern Irish great golfer, Olivia Mahaffey.
6: Olivia Mahaffey here. Firstly, I just want to congratulate everyone selected to represent their countries in the upcoming Palmer Cup. Um, such an amazing achievement, especially with how strong college golf is at the minute. Um, I wish you the best of luck for the event. Um, I really hope you enjoy it, you take it all in. Um, still to this day, uh, some of my best memories were made during uh, my two experiences playing and uh, especially in Bay Hill getting uh, to come on top with the team win. Uh, there's no better feeling than being surrounded by your teammates and also getting to play with the guys. Um, not an opportunity that we get that often so uh, very very fun format and I just want to wish everyone the best of
1: luck, enjoy We're pleased now to be joined by Mississippi State's Julia Lopez Ramirez. Julia, last year you won three or four matches, you won the leadoff singles match on Sunday what was that environment like in that kind of team competition for you?
6: I think that was amazing to have the opportunity to play with all the players, all good players and also having that all the coaches around you. and like, I don't know, I feel like that environment was like really fun to be around and like go play and have fun, honestly.
0: You go to college in the United States, but you're going to be on the road team, a visiting team. What are the challenges of trying to beat the United States in the United States?
6: Yeah, I know. I'm excited for it because I feel like also we played last year in Europe, so I feel like it's going to be 50-50. So I'm excited to go here in the States and probably we'll be down for like people but I think like we can do it being a good team and like having the environment that we have like last year it was amazing so I think that could be really good
1: there aren't a lot of opportunities to play mixed foursomes against the best young male college players and with the best young male college players beside you what did you take away from that experience last year in terms of how it might impact your own game or your own approach to things
6: I feel for me, it was more playing with the guys and playing with the best players. It makes me learn, see how they play. And like, I don't know, I feel like I see such a different golf perspective of like guys when I like how they play and I can learn so many things about it. Being like just with like that level of like players is like amazing because like makes you learn, makes you have fun and it like makes you enjoy the moment that you are in.
0: Julia, I want to visit Spain. I want to play tennis on the red clay. What sports did you play growing up, and how did they maybe help uh, and inform your golf? Well, I played pretty much
6: a lot of them. I play soccer a lot because it's pretty common in Spain. I've been in a team for a while. And then I play one that's called paddle. It's pretty close to tennis, but yeah. <laughs>
1: You just won the SEC Women's Championship, Julia. Where does that rank right now in terms of your accomplishments?
6: I mean, that was a crazy and amazing tournament that I play and, like, all the people on my team. So I feel, like, pretty... I don't know, that makes me really happy that I put that tournament at the top of my list because it's, like, a really big one. So that makes me really happy and, like, comf- comfortable with my golf game. So that's, like, exciting.
0: When you play golf, it's nice to have hobbies outside of golf. I read that motorbikes are a hobby for you when you're not playing golf. How did you get involved in the world of motorbikes?
6: Yeah, I really enjoyed riding motorbikes. My dad uh, was competing for since he was like 20 until like 40 something. So I feel like it's always been a theme from the house and like all the time, weekends. I've been driving motorbikes since I was like five. So I think like, I got to really have fun with that and I get really enjoying it. <laughs> but right now I gotta be careful because I play golf, so injuries are not, not a thing.
1: Yeah, you want to be well insured for that kind of activity outside the ropes. You're winning big individual titles, Julia. You're making the teams that matter. What does your pathway then look like over the next couple of years in this game?
6: Well, my goal right now is to go finish college, my two years and probably turn pro. Um, probably I want to stay in the States because in Europe it's like golf is not look as good as it looks in here. So I feel like American like will help me more to like grow and like go to tournaments. I'm turning pro the way that I want it to.
0: Julia, felicidades, uh, buena suerte. We appreciate your time and we'll speak to you down the road.
6: Thank you. Thank you
0: so much. Thank you for having me. All right, Julia, part of this international Team. There she is, automatic qualifier, six all. and all. Then you have five committee picks, and a coach's pick as well. They will get it on June. Look at here, Pennsylvania, Arnold Palmer Cup. And we're making the turn here on golf today. The PGA Tour announced the formation of PGA Tour Americas. We've got the details and more on the significance of this news and what it means for the Corn Ferry Tour.
1: Meanwhile, on the PGA Tour, they're in the Mexico Open at Vidanta. It begins Thursday on Golf Channel. This event, which dates to the 1940s, an official PGA Tour event for the second straight year. World number one John Ram is defending his 2022 win. And here are some notables in the field. You see John Ram there, Akshay Betia, Nikolai Huygard making his second start with his special temporary membership of the PGA Tour. And for more from Mexico, we join Haley Hunter, who is on site for us this, this week. Haley, John Rams returning as a defending champion. Take us back through that week a year ago and how that helped launch what we've seen from him since.
8: Yeah, thanks, Amen. Second time the PGA Tour is here in Mexico this season as as you mentioned, world number one John Rahm looking to defend that title here at the Mexico Open. And that was really, as you said, where things kind of launched for Jon Rahm's career. World number one won four more times on the PGA Tour after he won here this year. So this is a special tournament for him to come back to. He snapped a 17 uh, winless drought when he won here in Mexico last year and then obviously just kept on winning. This confidence here in Mexico was really what he needed. Uh, to launch his career coming off a recent win at the Masters and now coming into this event definitely all eyes on John Rahm and as he mentioned at the RBC Heritage a couple of weeks ago you know it's kind of hard to play a tournament the week after winning the Masters still a little bit fresh off of all the positive memories of winning such a big tournament like the Masters but hopefully after a couple of weeks he's been able to regroup now kind of focus in more on the present and the round ahead of him and I expect big things from John Rahm out here this week.
0: Confidence, form, the green jacket. He will be tough to beat, but could anybody in the field produce a, a first time winner, a different story?
8: Yeah, so, you know, it isn't the strongest field out here at the Mexico Open this week, along with Rahm, uh, three players total who are within the top 50 in the World Golf Ranking, Alex Noren, as well as Tony Finau. Now, Tony Finau, he had a tied for second finish here last year. He just lost by one stroke to Rahm, knows how to play well on this golf course. So I would definitely keep your eye on Tony. Wyndham Clark is another player to keep your eye on. We just saw him have the 54-hole co-lead in New Orleans uh, with Bo Hosler, his teammate at the Zurich Classic this past weekend kind of a trend for Wyndham Clark over the past two seasons just hasn't been able to get it done on Sunday to finally clinch his first PGA Tour win he's 0 for 2 on converting 54 hole leads so expecting big things from Wyndham Clark yet again uh, this week and look not a big uh, strong field out here so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a first-time winner out here in Mexico
0: Haley it's an opportunity for you to work on your Spanish so enjoy the Mexico Open. we look forward to speaking to you later on in the week
8: Adios. Gracias.
0: <laughs> Off to a great start. Perfecto. When golf today continues, a veteran of the Corn Fairy Tour and PJ Tour Latino America is going to hop on the program. Comes from a terrific golf family. Tyson Alexander, what does he think of the new look? PJ Tour America. on Golf Today, recapping the news of the day. The PGA Tour Today created a new umbrella tour called PGA Tour Americas that will combine PGA Tour Latino America and PGA Tour Canada to award 10 Corn ferry Tour cards at season's end in 2024. Now, Tyson Alexander is a pro with experience on both the Corn Ferry Tour and PGA Tour Latino America. Won twice on the Corn Ferry Tour, once on PGA Tour Latino America. In 2018, Costa Rica Classic. And that is a terrific trophy. Now, his career, 34. He's been playing professional for 12 years. Earned his card last year. 19 starts this season. You see the Corn Ferry Tour wins. Latino America, Florida Gator, Chomp, Arnold Palmer Cup. Great week in Houston in the fall. And now, Tyson joins us from Mexico. Big news today. PJ Tour Latino America and Canada. They merge into PJ Tour Americas. You've played out there. What's your reaction to this? Consolidation.
9: I think it's a great move. Um, I, I spent two years on the Latin tour uh, and played a few events up in Canada. And for them to merge together, I think I think that's the best moving forward. Uh, and it'll, it'll make a competitive tour for sure.
1: Tyson, back in 2018, you played. I believe it was 16 starts on the Latino American tour. You made every cut. You won out there. Didn't win a lot of money. Is and the places you're going to are kind of expensive to get to. Does it keep you hungry out there, that kind of grind? Yeah,
9: you learn, uh, you learn how to make the dollar stretch a little bit. Uh, you're rooming with your buddies. Um, but it was a good experience. You got to see the world and travel. And uh, you were just kind your of own, your, own, your own business, booking flights and, and, and doing hotels. Um, it was a very good experience.
0: It sounds romantic in some ways, it's romanticized, but what are the challenges of going to places where maybe you don't speak the language, nowhere to get the next meal, uh, to, not to mention the cost?
9: Yeah, I wish I would have paid more attention in Spanish class, that's for sure. Um, obviously, the, the language barrier is, is the most difficult thing. Um, you know, eating foods that you're not accustomed to eating, eating. Um, and, and you're, you're far from home. You're, it's, it's a different world. Uh, there's customs that are different. Uh, but, but it's good. If you can have a good attitude, I think you're, uh, you're ahead of the curve and, and you'll, you'll have some success out there.
1: Tyson, in this new structure, how important is it to give guys on this PGA Tour Americas access into the final stage of PGA Tour Q School? Because that would seem a pretty important point of access for guys who have not yet made it even onto the Corn Ferry Tour.
9: Yeah. uh, You know, with the with the Q School now giving away tour cards, I I think that's huge. Um, You know, I always wanted more access for the Latin guys when I was on the Corn Ferry tour. And uh, so it's nice to see that uh, them and them have the chance at Q School to either get a Corn Ferry card or even a PGA tour card. uh, Because let's face it, there's good golf all over the
0: world. Tyson, we're about to speak to Scott Gacheski, who's been chasing it for a long time. You grew up in a golf family, father, buddy, USAM champ, coach with you at Florida, grandfather of a multi-PGA Tour winner. Has that helped you embrace the notion of patience growing up in a golf family or made you uh, more impatient?
9: Great question. Um, I would think it's probably helped, honestly. My dad's been able to help me along the way. you know, it's a frustrating game. Uh, we, lose, we lose quite a bit out here. So you, you got to, I don't want to say get used to that, but you just got to be patient and, and wait out the lows and, and, and just keep grinding. And, and your good golf's just right around the corner.
1: Tyson, we've talked a lot about how guys on, on the minor league tours are, are kind of kept hungry by the way things work out there. Some guys in the PGA Tour are getting a little hungrier now under the new setup, as well with only the top seventy being guaranteed to make the playoffs. You're currently seventy seventh in the FedEx Cup points list. How much is that in your mind now?
9: Yeah, you know a lot of guys. Um, I think a lot of guys complain at the new changes, uh, and, and rightfully so. I mean, there's, there's, there's. I see both sides, but uh, the way I look at it is that there's a good opportunity. Uh, if you're in that top 50 and you're in those designated events, that's, that's where you want to be. So I look at more of it as an opportunity. Um, and, you know, the tour, they're, they're going to do what they're going to do, what they think's best for everybody. And it's our job to compete and play the best
0: we can. Tyson, my kids play competitive tennis. My wife and I say you win or you learn. You had a close call in Houston. What did you learn from that week in the fall?
9: I learned that my good golf is good. I can compete out here and try to win golf tournaments. Um, You know, you think that, but you got to prove it to yourself. And I think that week, you know, Tony ran away with it uh, for the most part. But to finish second in that field, I felt like, you know, that I can have strong weeks out here and try to win golf tournaments.
1: Tyson, you were 34 when you got your PGA Tour card. You'd been grinding out there for a dozen years. What has this first season been like on the PGA Tour? Any big surprise for you?
9: Uh, not really. Um, I'd say the West Coast was a little tricky. Uh, you know, there's three golf courses at Pebble. There's two at Torrey. There's um, two at Palm Springs. Uh, so trying as a rookie to learn all those golf courses in, in Monday through Wednesday is a little tricky. Um, but for the most part, it's just it's just golf. You know, it's you tee it up and you hit it and go find it and, and try to shoot the lowest score you can. So that nothing's changed there. Uh, but there's with the tour there's just more going on there's more people there's more media and you, you got to put the blinders on and, and just play your best golf
0: well tyson got some news for you it's another week and an opportunity for you to work on your spanish maybe you didn't get it done a decade ago on pga tour latino america but now's your chance best of luck
1: in mexico gracias <laughs> <laughs> well, now on the same day that this guy last won a golf tournament rafa nadal claimed his fourth french open title Nadal now has 14 wins in Paris. Scott Spicheski is still out here grinding. He's still winning, too. He'll be here right after the break. Welcome back to Golf Today. Time now for stories to feel good about. On Sunday, Scott Kaczewski made a 47-foot birdie putt to defeat Logan McAllister on the first hole of a sudden death playoff and win the LECOM Suncoast Classic. At 46 years, 6 months, 22 days, Scott became the 10th oldest winner in Corn Ferry Tour history. His last win came back in June of 2008, nearly 15 years ago, making this the second largest gap between wins in Tour history. And here is a career bio of Scott Kaczewski. Before that victory, as we mentioned, 15 years since his last win, he had PGA Tour status several times in that stretch, most recently in the 2021-2022 season. And he's also coached golf at Creighton University in between dealing with some sustained injuries over the last decade or so.
0: And, Eamon, how about this shout-out from Scott's son, Luke, tweeting, how can one man continue to keep on shocking everyone? Because he's about as good of a man as there is. Hashtag proud. And Scott joins us on this Tuesday. Scott, to have your son point out not just your accomplishment, but the father you are, the dad you are, how did that affect you?
10: Yeah, I know what you're trying to do here.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh,
10: Yeah, no, I mean, (laughs) um, that's great. I mean, I'm... I'm proud of all my kids Um, but you know I do have the tendency to get a little emotional um, especially when I talk about them um, because they've been such a big part um, in me playing good golf again Um, just kind of listening to them um, and what they say to me and what I say to them and just kind of taking that advice to heart Um, it's a lot easier to teach than to do Um, So when I'm but when I teach them and when I help them, um, it definitely helps me because I'm I'm trying to listen to what I'm telling them and trying to practice that also.
1: Scott, your kids, you also have kids who are competitive golfers. And when you look at your resume, it really is the resume of a career grinder who who stayed out there and kept fighting the good fight. How much of that is about setting an example to your kids, not just as people, but as competitors, not to actually kind of bow down?
10: Yeah, I mean, I think setting it as a setting a good example is a good way to spin it. Uh, Another way could be that you know maybe there's just nothing else that I'm very good at, (laughs) Um, you know. But um, I you know I I love to play golf. I love uh, to play tournament golf. Um, No matter what the tour, um, you know, I um, it's it's a blast. I've just always enjoyed it. Um, I love meeting new guys and um, watching them go up and watching them come down and how they react to it. Um, and just kind of the whole, the whole deal and everything there is, um, about playing on the corn ferry tour, the PJ tour, or the Canadian tour, or, you know, whatever tour it is. Um, it's just a blast. And, um, you meet a lot of great people, um, not that, not that are just playing in the tournaments that, but that are volunteering and hosting the events. Um, and it's just a, it's a neat way to see a lot of different places. Um, and it's just, it's a blast. Everyone kind of rolls out the red carpet for you, wherever you go. Um, and it's just, uh, it's been a lot of fun. And and growing up in Nebraska, we just didn't get exposed to that, um, much growing up. Um, when I was a kid, um, so it was just kind of um, something that was completely foreign to me. So um, the first PJ Tour event I ever went to was one that I played in. Um, so um, it's always, it was a dream growing up, and it's just kind of like I'm living it.
0: I'm thinking of that old commercial jingle, you've been everywhere, man. And This game can, <laughs> can wear you down. One person wins, the rest search for positive, sometimes in vain. What are you most proud of? in this latest victory?
10: Um, just sticking with it. Um, you know, I mean, everybody out here has the ability to win. Um, things have to go your way, and things definitely went my way. Um, you know, I got a couple of good breaks, but, you know, there's been plenty of weeks when I haven't gotten good breaks, and I, and I maybe played better. Um, but, you know, just to, to make that putt is kind of, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's a putt that... Um, you know, we always enter putting competitions with and it's a putt you've been trying to make um, for, you know, since you were five or six years old on a putting green or the corner three you've been trying to make uh, as a buzzer beater since you were a kid in your driveway. Um, and then, you know, to do that, uh, you know, that putt's usually to win the Masters or the U.S. Open or something, um, but uh, just having a putt like that and making a putt like that to win is, is pretty cool.
1: Scott, you were coming off three missed cuts before this victory. We often hear a lot of guys will say, you know, I was hitting the ball better than the results were showing. But was there anything in your play where you thought you were actually close to this victory?
10: Um, you know, I was playing well to start the year. Um, I had some pretty good finishes. Um, solid, not, not great. Um, I was actually playing really well in Panama and just kind of imploded on the back nine, um, which can happen in Panama. Um, and then I was just worn out. It was four weeks in a row and I was worn out, um, some international travel and stuff. Um, but then after that, you know, I was kind of playing okay. Um, um, so, and, you know, I feel like I kind of always hit the ball. Okay. Um, and I can kind of keep it in play and get it around. Um, but you know, the putter really got hot last week. Um, and I probably really didn't even hit it very good, especially the first day. Um, but then, you know, played really nice the middle two days Um, and then uh, just kind of hung on and kind of rode the hot putter through the finish.
0: Scott, we often hear about players protecting their confidence, the need to protect their confidence. This is your first win since 2008. How close were you to accepting that the winning spigot maybe had run dry and that you'd never maybe win again?
10: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I had my first win in 2003 and it was in like my... I don't know, seventh or eighth event, maybe. Um, so, you, you know, you won so early and you don't understand how hard it is and you feel like, you know, everything's ahead of you. Um, and I guess maybe you don't appreciate it enough um, and maybe it came a little too easy. Um, and then, you know, and then it took a while to get the second one. Um, but you always just feel like, um, I guess when it's happening, you feel like it's going to happen again. But, I mean, I guess you just can't take it for granted. Um, Yeah, it's been a long time. You know, I did have some time off in there, but it's still been a long time. Um, So, yeah, I mean, just appreciating it more now, um, enjoying it a little more. um, And I think a lot of that just comes with age and maybe a little different perspective on things.
1: This victory puts you in a pretty good position to work your way through the rest of the season, perhaps get that PGA Tour card at the end of the year again. Scott, you've been there before for several seasons out there, in what way do you think you're differently or better prepared at 46 for that for that journey again?
10: I, you know, I've answered that question several times through the years, and um, really, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I clearly, um, it could be the golf courses we play. It could be the people we're playing against. It could be trying to do too much. It could be um, practicing too much. I, you know, I don't, I don't really know. Um, what the answer is as to why I haven't, um, stayed out there. Um, if I knew I would still be out there. Um, but you know, I love trying, um, and trying to figure it out. I know I can play well enough. Um, but I just, it's, it's hard. It's not easy. Um, I think there's, um, you know, I mean, we get, we give, um, the journeymen out there, what they do, Um, you know, the guys that have been out there for 10, 12, 15 years and never lost status. And the guys that aren't winning every other week, but staying out there and finding a way to do it um, are super impressive to me because that's just something I've never figured out how to do.
0: Well, it's an awesome story, especially in that you can share it with your kids. Scott, congratulations and thanks for the time.
10: Thank you.